Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. I don't know when I'm ever going to get used to this, <laughs> seriously, but I was asked to do it and um. I don't think I can uh, um, disregard pastor's request. So um, here we go. In the Garden of Eden, it was quiet and so quiet you can hear the grass grow. It had a beautiful aroma. The air was crisp and refreshing. It did not have pests or diseases. It was paradise here on earth, a perfect world with God's love and care. One day in the Garden of Eden, there was a slick and cunning snake who approached Eve. Satan was his name, and he was deceitful and crafty. His goal was to trick Adam and Eve into sinning against God. They were the mother and father of humanity. God threw Satan out of oh, sorry. God threw Satan out of heaven when sin was clear and present. He was not originally for hell was not originally for man for humanity, I'm sorry, but for Satan and his followers. Unfortunately, humanity is sinful. It stated for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans three twenty three. In the Garden of Eden, Satan deceived Eve into eating the forbidden fruit. And she gave some to her husband who was with her. Once they ate, they gave birth to sin. Their eyes were opened and they knew they were naked. God was angry, so he banished Adam and Eve from the garden. For the rest of their lives, they would have to till the ground and it would produce thorns and thistles. Fortunately, God had a plan to save them. Speaking to the servant, he said that because of his sin, his offering would crush Satan's head, and you will struck his heel. So there was hope for mankind. God will provide a redeemer to save mankind. Sadly enough, every person who was born into the world by default became sinners. Humanity was cursed and the people faced death, sin, and hardship. Whether you believe in heaven or hell, it can be a scary thing. God does not want you to be afraid, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, 
And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not by work so that no one can boast. The Father loves you and wants a relationship with you. Because of his undying love, he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for our sins. Moreover, people are deaf and blind spiritually until the Father draws them with the Holy Spirit. Then the people could be born again. The term being born again suggests that there is another birth. What does that mean? Scriptures say in John 3, 3, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Being born again means having a second birth, a spiritual birth, born of water and spirit. Some people say that the that being born of water means being baptized in water, and the birth of the Spirit is accepting the gospel. The Holy Spirit takes residence into the heart once you believe in the once you believe in the gospel. So believing in the gospel has power. Satan can do anything. Satan could not do anything to a person who was born again. We can all be sick, in danger, in harmful situations, exposed to peril. God allows these things to happen to give us strength, correction, and to increase our faith. The Apostle Paul was exposed to so much hardship. He said to die is gain. He welcomed the hardship because he knew it would allow him to grow spiritually. Paul was not afraid of discipline. He knew that God loved him and that the trials were there to guide him down to guide him down in greater fellowship with the Lord. Since the devil believed that he was winning the war, he was always reminded in the end that he was the big loser. Unfortunately, so many people have forfeited their protection against Satan due to unbelief. Satan, Satan mocks God when one soul slips away. I can't even imagine how it could be like to face God without having some sort of advocate. In the Old Testament, the priest would sacrifice animals to atone for sins. Unfortunately, the sacrifices were not good enough because every year the high priest would have to atone for our sins. It was a very imperfect system. So God found the the best sacrifice to take away sins was Jesus, his son. who humbly offered to shed his blood on our behalf. Being born again allows us to live free free from God's wrath. God blesses those who are born again. 
The benefits are peace with God and man, free to be healed from sickness and diseases, overcoming death and, and the grave. Do not be mistaken when you're born again. In such case, this will be like crucifying Christ over and over, making him a spectacle for the entire universe to witness the shame and abuse. And uh, at this time, I'm going to close... Um, and uh, offer uh, and ask Brother Andre to come up here. I also want to thank uh, Pastor for this opportunity uh, for letting me uh, do a sermon. All right, <clears throat> we're going to come from the book of John 6, chapter 6, verse 66 through 67. If you have your Bibles, turn there with me. All right. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve in Acts. Are you also going to leave? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for being God. Lord Jesus, give me boldness to preach your word. In the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, give me wisdom, strength. Lord Jesus, let me decrease and you increase as I give this message today. In Jesus' name, amen. The name of this sermon is A Diet that won't last. All right. Looking back at the scripture, it said at this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. When I read this scripture, I began to look at it and it said, it called them disciples. And it said, they turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you going to leave? To give you a little backstory about what's going on in this scripture, Jesus is teaching in the synagogue. He's talking to the people, and he began to say some things that the people can't take. They are not willing to follow. They just can't accept what Jesus is saying. So, these particular group of people that he called disciples, they turned and they deserted him. So, at this, what this is telling me is that at one time, these people was following Jesus. They was listening to what Jesus had to say. So, and they was accepting what he had to say until he got to a certain point in what he was telling them. And they, at that point, they couldn't take what he was telling them. So they decided to turn away. So that brings me to my title, A Diet That Won't Last. Have you ever wondered why so many people start diets? But there are so few that are ever able to see them through. I've heard people say that I need to lose a few pounds. I need to fit into a wedding dress. Or I need to look good for my spouse. 
my favorite is this. When I was in the Navy, we have what we call a PRT, physical readiness test. We do it twice a year. So I used to say I need to lose weight so I can pass this test. But I lose the weight in that six-month period, which four months before that test started, I started to lose weight. But after I lose the weight and pass the PRT, I'm back to my old self. The question is, do we approach diets for the right reason? Or shall I say for what the diet true purpose is? Or do we only approach them for our own specific reason? As we ponder on this question, let's take a spiritual twist and ask ourselves a more critical question. Are we coming to Jesus for the right reason? Or are we coming for our own selfish motives? John 6, 26, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous sign. These people were not looking for eternal life. They were only looking to get a full stomach, missing the mark of Jesus' true purpose, which is, which was offering salvation to the lost. What reason did you and I come to Christ? This is, this is a question we must all ask ourselves. An effective diet is not designed to only cause you to lose weight or get in shape for a season, but it helps create a healthy mind, body, and soul, and it also becomes a lifestyle, not a momentary event. If anyone approach a diet with not the purpose of which the diet was truly designed, that person would never, ever stay committed. And if we come to Jesus for any other reason for which he died and rose, we would never, ever be fully committed to him. Matthew 121, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus' purpose was to save us from our sin and reconcile us back to God. We have to realize that we are all sinners, only saved by God's grace and the work of the cross, the blood shed by Jesus Christ. If we don't want to come out of sin, how can he save us from the thing we don't want to have to be saved from? The choice is ours. Choose you this day who you are going to serve. Now, I'm going to give you the recipe. First and foremost, we would never ever start a diet if we can't acknowledge that our current state requires the need for a diet. In a like manner, we have to admit that we are sinners. And I'm talking about each and every one of us on an individual level. We have to look in the mirror and see ourselves for who we truly are. Or who we truly were before we were born again. If we think we are not sinners or never was lost, then Jesus didn't come for us. Luke 5, 31, 32, and Jesus answered them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Secondly, we have to hear and believe in the diet. If we don't believe in it, how can we truly commit to it? Likewise, in the same way, we have to believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 through 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart 
that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is believing in your heart that you are made right with God and openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Thirdly and probably one of the hardest most people deal with, willing to give up all the things that goes against the dying. And yes, I said and I meant we have to give up everything that goes against the diet for the diet to serve its purpose. If we only give up the things that are easy to give up and hold on to the ones that are hard to give up, we are only fooling ourselves to believe that the diet has changed our lives. In the same fashion, if we give up all sin that is easy to let go and hold on to one sin, we are not and cannot follow Christ. You see this in the story of the rich young ruler that met Jesus. He told Jesus that he kept all the commandments since he was young. But Jesus told him to give up his riches and follow him. The young, the young ruler just couldn't imagine himself without his money. He was willing to do everything, but one thing he could not do, give up his money. I read the story. He did not follow Jesus that day. Is there anything keeping you and I from following Christ? What is it you or I are not willing to give up? Is it envy, hatred, adultery, gossip, fornication, homosexuality, unforgiveness, or anything else that's outside of God's will? We look at the rich young ruler and say how foolish he was to walk away from eternal life. But we have to examine ourselves to make sure when we look in the mirror, we are not the rich young ruler walking away from eternal life because we just can't let go of sin. There's good news, though. Peter, the preacher, gave the remedy on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, verse 37 to 38. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sin. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He preached the diet, which was the gospel of Jesus Christ to the crowd. Then the crowd believed in the diet, the gospel. Now, each individual in the crowd had to make a personal decision to give up everything, sin, that went against the diet. They had to give up everything that goes against God. The crowd repented. Without repentance, there is no following Christ. There is no relationship with God. To reap a healthy, full life, you have to give up all the bad foods. And in the same way, to reap eternal life, we have to give up sin and turn to God. And this is repentance. With all that said, we really have to have the realization that dieting at times is difficult. It's not easy, but when we endure, we look forward to a harvest of a healthy life. In the same way, following Christ is difficult. If you don't believe me when I say it's difficult, maybe you'll believe the Bible. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow. And the road is difficult, and only a few ever finds it. If that scripture is not enough, just look at the disciples, how each and every one left all to follow Jesus. And all died a martyr's death, 
all but John, but they tried to kill him too. Tell me that's not difficult. The Bible teaches us that we have to crucify all flesh daily. Tell me what crucifixion that you heard of was easy. The Bible teaches us to endure. Just like if you endure the diet, it becomes a lifestyle and it brings life. In the same manner, if we endure to the end, we will reap eternal life. Matthew 24, 12 through 13. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the ones who endure to the end will be saved. James 1, 12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Mark 13, 13. And everyone will hate you because you are my followers. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Just a history, a little uh, background about this topic that I have is diet. About four years ago, maybe four years ago, I was asked to do a sermon. And uh, I prayed to God, and God gave me this word, diet. And uh, it's going to stick around because God has given me so much revelation with this word, with Scripture. And he's given me a parallel with the physical and the spiritual with this word. We cannot follow God if we are not willing and ready to give up everything that goes against him. Am I saying we're going to live a perfect life? No. But we will not indulge in sin. So, hope you enjoyed this ser- sermon. Hope you got some out of it. And again, I thank God for this opportunity and Pastor also for giving me this opportunity. All right, Brother Dave. Praise God. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vbph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website, vbph.org, and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people. Thank you.